Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. It is the month of May, and uh, this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we hope for warmer weather and astronomer Darren Drake. I don't know about the weather, but we have Darren. Darren, if we walk outside and look up this month, what are we likely to see? Yes, hello, Scott. Um, well, we have two planets that remain in the sky after having a whole bunch of them a few months ago. Uh, Venus remains fairly high in the west after sunset, and it it's the brightest object besides the sun and moon and is uh, often mistaken for planes or UFOs, but no, it's just Venus. And uh, it's going to stay in the sky through the middle of summer or so in the, in the low in the west after sunset. It's in the constellation Taurus. And then uh, a little bit further towards the south is uh, Mars in Gemini. And uh, it's um, near the two bright stars in Gemini called Castor and Pollux at this time. And it's getting dimmer and, and farther from the sun than it was in previous months. But uh, after that, really, there are no more planets. They're kind of coming up um, in the pre-dawn sky with Saturn a little bit. But uh, if you're up in the early morning, you can see Saturn uh, in the pre-dawn sky, but it's not very high yet. So uh, as far as the planets go, um, but as far as the night sky goes, uh, you can see plenty of um, constellations such as Leo, which contains many galaxies. And if you are into telescope viewing and get to a dark sky site, you can see uh, the galaxies in Virgo and Leo region. If you have a pair of binoculars, you might want to search for uh, the Beehive Cluster, which is also called M44. And it is visible naked eye in dark skies. Or if you have binoculars, you can see it pretty much anywhere. And uh, it's in Cancer, the crab. And uh, so uh, if you want to look for another cluster besides the Pleiades, that would be the next one to go for is uh, the Beehive cluster. And then, uh, of course, later on in the evening, the Milky Way rises uh, after midnight, and then we get all that good stuff that we'll talk about in future uh, months. But um, that's the highlight for, for this month. He is astronomer Darren Drake. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Darren, there was some things that I came across a few weeks ago talking about the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. What's the likelihood that someone in Chicago or Western Michigan will be able to see the Northern Lights between now and, let's say, mid to late summer? Well, uh, so far, I've been on a very long uh, dry streak. I, I just have seen, have not seen any, but it's been a combination of uh, bad luck with clouds and being south when I w when there was a, a display uh, some years ago. So um, most of my friends have seen them, uh, and some of them saw them very recently. Last week, there was a display that I'm sure made the news, and uh, we missed that one here because clouds. Everywhere in Illinois was clear except Chicagoland, and so that was just the bad luck kicking in. Um, but the sun is becoming more and more active, and uh, we're in what's called solar cycle 25 right now. And there's uh, cycles that last about 11 years. And uh, in 2025, this current cycle that we're in the upswing of will will be peaking. So. That's a good sign for uh, being able to expect aurora in at our latitudes uh, in the upcoming 
year or two, we should definitely be able to see some displays. Uh, this summer, I'm hopeful that we'll finally all on my streak of not seeing any at the camp at Camp Everhart. And um, I would give it a 30 or 40% chance that, that maybe we'll have a, a good display sometime this summer here in, in Michigan, but or in, in Chicagoland. So uh, we'll just see. We have to wait and see. But keep an eye uh, on spaceweather.com if you want to check for alerts or um, other sources that are out there. And uh, with a little luck, we'll have some, some good viewing of the Northern Lights. He is astronomer Darren Drake. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're 24 hours a day at whtc.com. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you access high-quality entertainment. I love my listeners, and I would love to hear from you. I'm available on Twitter at the Scott J. Watson, and you can email me, hearingvoicesradio at gmail.com. And if you're polite, I promise to respond. Darren? There's a big, big, big event coming up. Is it too early to start talking about that big eclipse? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, April 8th, 2024 has been in astronomies, astronomers like my uh, minds for many, many years. Um, for just as long as 20 or 30 years ago, I talked about a period of time uh, between 2017 and 2024 where Carbondale, Illinois would see two total solar eclipses in a period of seven years, which is nearly unheard of. So we remember that one a few years ago. Now, um, 2024 is just around the corner, a little less than a year now. And many friends of mine have already made their hotel reservations. Um, some people uh, who are a little bit on the wiser side will even try to make two reservations, uh, maybe one towards the Indiana area and maybe another towards Arkansas or Texas. And why would you do that? Well, if you really are dedicated and want to see the improve your chances of seeing the eclipse in the totality without clouds. You watch the forecasts in the upcoming days beforehand, and then when you get an idea that maybe one region will have a better chance of clear than the other, then you cancel the other uh, hotel reservation and then head for that one that you uh, has a better chance. So um, that's kind of my plan. Um, I plan on either being in the Indiana area, maybe Indianapolis or Bloomington, area or maybe the Texas or Arkansas region uh, based on the forecasts in the few days in advance. Um, th this is definitely the time to start planning because I've heard that some places are actually starting to fill up that are in the center lines already, which um, it's kind of hard to believe, but it's, it's really not because a lot of people uh, want to see this. And it's the last one that's going to happen around here, a total eclipse for a very, very long time, for many decades. So uh, a lot of people want to make every effort to see it. And for people that would like to see it in the little bit of time that we've got left, is there a website they can go to that will help them with their planning? Um, I would just say just use Google <laughs> in general. Uh, no, there's so many uh, sources for this eclipse and the information. It's right at your disposal with Google. You don't want to have to be driving six hours to get to the center line uh, if you can help it uh, that morning because you'll be dealing with traffic jams and so forth. You want to try to wake up uh, relatively close to the, the center line path. And uh, it does extend you know, throughout a large part of the country, starting with uh, down in Mexico, up through Texas, and into Arkansas, and Mississippi, 
Kentucky and uh, Indiana, and then on up into Michigan and New York, the Buffalo, New York region. A lot of cities are in the center line. And uh, so it'll be a very exciting day for sure. There's always lots to talk about with Darren. Thanks for the visit today on Hearing Voices. No problem. Thanks, Scott.